They have seven members of that band. That's a, that's a lot of people in a, a band. And the whole music video is in one room. So they're all like, they got all seven of them. Uh, anyway. Our house? Yeah. In one room. Our room. In it's, the middle of our house. I'd like to start the show um, by talking about a conspiracy theory. And, like, I don't know how you guys are with conspiracy theories. If you buy in, if you don't buy in. Depends. Um, do you usually buy in? Uh, it depends. <laughs> if okay. it's in sports, absolutely. Okay, so that's... It's outside of sports? <laughs> 50, yeah, 50. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a sports conspiracy theory, so I'll see how long I can keep you on my train of thought here. But... This conspiracy theory goes back years and years ago. And it concerns the team that actually just won the Western Conference. Well, they won the play-in tournament, but like they Boo. survived the play-in tournament mm-hmm. uh, to get the they eighth conquered. seed in the West. And that is the New Orleans Pelicans, formerly the New Orleans Hornets. Um, let me take you back to when they were the Hornets, when they had a young... Chris Paul uh, and all of that. Okay, so Chris Paul was a phenom on the Hornets and a lot of teams wanted to trade for him. One of the teams was my Spurs, uh, but they didn't have enough capital to give to the Hornets to get him. Uh, One team that did have the capital to get him was the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. Uh, And at that time, they had Kobe, they had Pau Gasol, so uh, an elite point guard, a point god, if you will. My god. Okay, like Chris Paul would have fit perfectly with that core. Point God. Point God. But for whatever reason, for whatever reason, <laughs> David Stern vetoes the trade. And it was like one of the only trades I've ever seen vetoed. I didn't really okay. know you could do that. Yeah. So, and like what I think that was, it was because New Orleans, smaller market, right? Uh, they had taken the name from the Charlotte Hornets. And brought it down to New Orleans, so it was like a relocated team anyway. So they wanted to keep that small market draw of New Orleans. Chris Paul then leaves, okay? Then enter Anthony Davis, who they picked with the first overall pick in the 2012 NBA draft. He's mm-hmm. the phenom. Uh, he's really the only thing keeping New Orleans relevant or watchable uh, because they got him Oof. absolutely no help throughout any of it. Uh, and then it's realized that Anthony Davis is going to leave. And then New Orleans is going to go back to this basement franchise nobody wants to watch. Uh, but when LeBron's kind of recruiting him to L.A., they knew they, all right, since it's LeBron, I can't veto any trade here. So when they receive Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, none of those guys are going to be like selling out the arena. So what do they do? They rig the draft lottery to give the New Orleans Pelicans the number one pick, mm-hmm. thereby giving them the most marketable player out of college in the last 20 years in Zion Williamson, right? Yep. So once they get Zion, 
they think, all right, New Orleans is on the map. He gets hurt. He's out indefinitely. He has these long pregnant pauses. Okay, so we, we got to find somebody quick to get to New Orleans. Zion's pregnant. Well, like yep. pregnant pauses. Pregnant pauses in his playing time, I guess. There's a lot of peas and a lot of, yes, alliterative. Uh, so then, okay, we got to get somebody here. Let's force Portland to trade CJ McCollum, break up those two up in Portland, have him come down to New Orleans and kind of right the ship until Zion can come back. And then it's a huge marketable team because then you got CJ, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson, right? I think that the NBA has promised or is going to rig the draft lottery so that the Portland Trailblazers, because they gave up CJ McCollum, are going to be in the top three of this next draft. And they are going to pair Damian Lillard with one of these guys, whether it's Chet Holmgren, whether it's Paolo Bancaro, like one of the big guys so that Portland's back on the map. Okay, they're going to get rewarded for that. And then once CJ gets here, okay, and they make it to like, I think they were the ninth seed or something like that. They fought to get the eight seed, but who they had to beat, they the NBA assumed that they would have to play the Timberwolves because they thought the Clippers were going to get in. But since the Clippers lost to the Timberwolves in dramatic fashion, then it had to be the Clippers. And they're like, we can't have that because if the Clippers are going to roll over the Pelicans and the Pelicans aren't going to make the playoffs. So what do they do? Paul George, their best player on the Clippers, health and safety protocols. Didn't play. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did see so that. So then you have the freaking Pelicans go through. And why? Why all of this? Why? So that they can have those shots for four more games on national television of Zion. He's coming back. Yeah, I don't know about that. He's marketable. Yeah, but have you seen him lately? Yes. He's been hitting the, those Mountain Dew commercials a little too <laughs> hard, man. Aww. Yes, but... It doesn't but, matter if he's got the hype. He's marketable, and he's going to be drawing people's eyes. Yeah. And mm. I think when you, you know, they're, they haven't ruled him out for the season, but he's, you know, definitely not going to play. I, I don't know. I'm not going to go as far as to say that they're going to upset the Suns, because I think the Suns are going to roll to the Western Conference Finals, no problem. But... It's something to watch, okay? I think the NBA is doing things, especially now that, you know, LeBron was out. That's their most marketable asset. Now who do they run to? Zion. These other, you know what I mean? True, true. I don't know. I see your conspiracy theory. I don't know. And I have nothing else to do but believe you. <laughs> A lot of conspiracy theories are, are based in like, you know, What's the company's goal here? Obviously, the NBA is making money, uh, and they stand to make more if Zion Williamson is on the floor. So just, yeah. you know. Well, maybe they should pay for him to have a conditioning coach. They probably should. I'd be shocked if they didn't already. True. Uh, welcome, in. This is episode 56. 56. Of the Red Shirt Water Boys podcast. Mm. Um. All the fun conspiracy theory, all of that aside, um, someone glued themselves to a basketball court this week. Oh, I just want to know hold on. how people come up with this stuff. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to introduce to you because obviously I'm seeing a pattern here of things we're talking about on the show. 
uh, I'd like to introduce to you a new segment that we like to call Getting Streaky With It. <laughs> the fans are all in it. Getting streaky with it. Getting streaky with it. Getting streaky with it. Getting streaky with it. So at the Minnesota Timberwolves game against the Los Angeles Clippers, it was the play-in game to get the seven seed. Um, Late in the second quarter, you know, we're shooting free throws at one end. On the other end of the court, a woman is on the court, and she falls to the ground. (laughs) And what she's doing and what we're hearing from the commentators saying she's doing, two different things. They're assuming it's like a staffer that just fell on the floor. (laughs) Oh, no. And it quickly becomes like, oh, no, she's not a staffer because security is getting involved and security is like escorting her away. Um, But she snuck on the floor and she was attempting to uh, glue. (laughs) I I don't know with what she was attempting to glue her uh, wrists right underneath the basket so that no basketball could be played there um, in protest. It was a form of protest. Um, She was protesting for animal rights. Which, like, sure, okay, understood. Uh, there was a global grassroots network of animal rights activists called Direct Action Everywhere that claimed responsibility for this protest, uh, stating in a press release that it was in response to alleged animal rights issues targeted at Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor and his egg farm that he owns. He has a factory egg farm in Iowa. And she was wearing a t-shirt that read, Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive. And there you have it. Okay. Okay. So that was why she tried to do that. And obviously it got national attention. We know a little bit more about animal rights and what's going on uh, at Glenn Taylor's egg farms. But Kevin Harlan's call of this might be the funniest thing ever. Because he starts by saying like, oh, this is, you know, just a staffer who falls on the floor. But then it quickly becomes, oh, no, this person is definitely not supposed to be here. Somebody has fallen. A arena worker has fallen at the other end, and you can see right now. I'm not sure if she fainted or fell, but they are assisting her. And out she goes. You know, I say it's an arena worker. It may have been somebody else. Because they quickly got her up and, and got her off in a hurry. Did she? If she fell, is there blood down there? Oh, okay. I, th- I think we've been told it was a protest, and I think she was writing something on the floor. Maybe it was. I've seen so many Reggie Miller Wendy's commercials. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do if I see one more. I love <laughs> Kevin Harlan. I man love of the people. He knows exactly what we're thinking. Like, oh man, so funny. I just, 
I just thought it was funny. He's like, someone has fainted and everyone's like, Boo! yeah, in the background. Like, Boo! I love how all the fans knew what was going on. But for some reason, the guy doing the game was like, <laughs> oh, is there blood? What are they wiping? You know, she write, wrote something. No, she's gluing herself to the floor. But it brings up a, like, what do you do if somebody glues themselves to the like pull them until it, they come off? Yeah, I guess. Is, I mean, there glue, was, is there glue that is good enough to keep people down? Like, super glue is pretty good. Like, glue traps with, with rats and rodents. Yeah. Obviously. Um, I guess it's not really great to be talking about that when we're ta- also talking about animal rights. But, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, did she use a vegan glue? I don't know. It was Elmer's. Is I don't know. See, the thing says it's Elmer's, but like Elmer's, like many other products, is just. Uh, catch all synonym for glue you know like yeah. you could be using sticky notes but you just call them post-it notes so anyway so yeah this lady gluing herself to the floor funniest protest i've seen since the guy zip tied himself to a freaking soccer goal i so. think the zip tie was, was not better. long ago yeah. we're gonna be ranking protests ranking <laughs> we're ranking your protests in oh, terms this of says effectiveness it was super glue. Oh, okay so maybe it was super glue there's no clarity on the glue it was. There was still stum, su- stum. Was there was still stum. some stuck to the floor afterwards. There's a little handprint, right? Players were yeah taking pictures of of that kind of stuff. So that's funny. Yeah. But anyway, there's your uh, getting streaky with it this year, <laughs> this year, <laughs> this, this year. week. <laughs> My God. Uh, NBA playoffs. Obviously, if you haven't heard, they're starting. Uh, they've actually already started. We're recording on Saturday this week, obviously because of Easter. Um. But we have a lot of good matchups in the East. We got the Heat and Hawks, Sixers, Raptors, Bucks, Bulls, Celtics, Nets. Uh, obviously, I know which one you're watching the closest. But which which matchup are you? I don't know. Paying attention to? Correct. I'm watching all of the East because they all have direct impact to me. Um, the other one I'm I'm just kind of interested in general is to see how the Suns shake out. Because if we're going by what Silas has said, yeah, the conspiracy theory, then they're probably going to win the finals. They've Just paid saying. their dues. Uh, name a team in here that's paid their dues more, more recently. The Sixers. Hmm? <laughs> the Sixers. I can tell you one team to not win it. The Grizzlies haven't paid any dues. Yeah. What's the West look like? The West is the Suns versus the Pelicans. And mm. if you're buying into this conspiracy theory, <laughs> that the more time they see Zion Williamson, the better Then maybe the Pels go through, but I doubt it. Then you have the Mavericks and the jazz. The warriors are playing the nuggets mm. and the Grizzlies are playing the Timberwolves. That matchup is happening right now. I think the Timberwolves were winning last time I checked. I'm telling you and the jazz have beat the Mavs once so far. Yeah, um, so the Mavericks star player Luka Doncic was out in game one because of a calf injury he sustained in the last game of the year. So that's kind of sad, but after being suspended, correct. <laughs> yeah. After being suspended for technical fouls, uh, but like what for me, I guess the matchup I'm looking forward to most mm-hmm. Nets Celtics. A hundred percent. I agree with that because you know who's coming back Kyrie coming back to the oh, garden. It's not Kyrie. Oh, 
It's Ben Simmons slated to come back game three. Four, I don't think five, that's true. They six, said he's going to start practicing. Seven. Yeah, he just started doing like drills with his, you know, against other people. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I, I I don't hold my breath anymore. I, Eastern Conference Finals, Sixers, uh, Nets. See, and that's the thing. Like, unless it's against, <laughs> unless it's against the Sixers, I don't, I don't care. I like, want to see him play. If he's going to play, I want to see him play. I don't know. I think they the Nets have a really good thing going with Kyrie now full time mm-hmm. and Kevin Durant, um, I, and obviously they got the freaking shooting. Uh, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, you know. Now they have Goran Dragic too, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the matchup I think is the most intriguing to me, uh, and probably could be an upset. I even think this yeah. might be just. The Heat and the Hawks. Also, that was mine. That was mine. That could yeah. be an upset. Well, I think every single matchup here, except for the Bucks versus the Bulls, the Bucks will not lose to the Bulls. Period. You can put a hundred dollars on it right now, and Ooh. if they oh, lose, please do not take refund, his advice on this. Yes, no. Call me and tell me to give no, you a hundred. He bucks. doesn't have a hundred dollars for you. Don't put your money on that. I and like. I'm so confident the Bulls will not win that series. So Jeez, confident, man. Every other series probably the would Red put Shirt Waterboy's curse is alive and well. It is. It is a lot. Look at the Phillies. It's doing, you know, Jesus. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're not in the well. baseball segment yet. No, not yet. But I just. The East, and that comes from the competitive East. Like one through yeah. five are all good teams. They're all separated um, by like a game. Right. And then you have the Hawks who were injured all year and still are injured, but Trey Young in the playoffs, you know? I just think that as much as I hate Trey Young, I think he can, he can pull it out. And the fact that Jimmy Butler isn't looking like himself. Yeah. The Heat are in a bad spot. The good thing the Heat have going for them is their defense. Their defense is solid. uh, And I think that bodes well for a team that you really only have to worry about one guy going off. You know, as long as Trey Young doesn't win you the game, you're probably (sighs) not going to lose to the Hawks, unfortunately. So we'll see. I guess that'll do it for our first segment here. It's talked about a lot. We really ran the gamut here. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I was making another uh, submission to next year's uh, Benchy Awards. Yeah, like sometimes <laughs> I'll just like talk and they're both looking at their computers and like I know they're probably like looking at things that are coming in the future for future segments, but like sometimes, you know. Well, I get a pass right before the break if I haven't read the headline huddle before. I That's was fair. trying to That's skim fair. it. That's I don't fair. know about Evan. I can't speak for him. It sounded like you were wrapping up, so I was just going to let you wrap up and oh. I shut up. Oh. Wrap up and shut up because that's my <laughs> my motto. That's our nicknames. Yeah. Wrap up and shut up. Exactly. <laughs> Can we get a t-shirt with that? Oh, my God. All right. Well, after the break, uh, we will talk <laughs> a little bit more about fans and a little bit more uh, about money. And now I'm going to shut up. It's getting to be that time of year. The weather's warming, the clouds are parting, and simply put, it's summer. But with all the fun that summer brings, it also brings hard work to keep that yard looking clean. Introducing the Garumba, the fully automated lawnmower that senses your lawn and trims it to your life. With Garumba, you just set it and forget it. 
now available at most retailers, Grumba is the perfect gift for the man in your life. Get the lawn you've always dreamed of without lifting a finger with Groomba. And now for your headline huddle. The WNBA draft was held on Monday, and Kentucky shooting guard Ryan Howard was the first to hear her name called. She heads south to start her professional career with the Atlanta Dream. The football that was marketed as Tom Brady's final touchdown pass has been returned. The pigskin that was auctioned off for over $500,000 upon Brady's retirement announcement has since lost almost all of its value since the quarterback decided to return to the field. The auction house, along with the vendor and buyer, all agreed to void the deal. And finally, the Mets fan who had his phone launched by a Phillies fan after gloating following the Mets' 9-6 victory over the Phils had the phone returned to him. After the last out of the game, the fan turned to film the disappointed faces of the Phillies faithful when one of them swiped the device and chucked it onto the field. Staff was able to recover the phone and return it to its rightful owner. But should they have? Back to you, Evan and Silas. Nah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Screw the Mets that guy, I don't give a single crap. Like I said a couple episodes ago, I hate the Mets more than like a lot of other franchises. Um, the Yankees would be the close second for me. Mm-hmm. If you win a game against me, fair and square, nine to six, you win the game, great, fine. Don't then, like I would have a hard enough time because he was gloating. You know, he was like, oh yeah, yeah you know the lone Mets fan in the sea of red. And then he just has the freaking mm. the gall to pull out his phone and just record and be like, look at all you losers. Oh. And one of those losers stepped up. Yeah. Grabbed his phone and yeeted it into the field. Like, I mean, he was second deck in left field and hit the grass of left field. <laughs> like that's a pretty hearty toss. It was a good arm. Yeah, and then ran away. Like had got nothing, away scot free. Nothing ever happened as to that he should have. So, uh, to whoever who throw the phone, good for you. Um, gosh, I really have a hard time with phones at sporting events. Just in general, do you like them or you don't like them? I despise them. You are there to mm. watch the sporting event. You're not there to make phone calls. You're not there to be at Zoom meetings. You're not there. <laughs> to <laughs> FaceTime your mom. You're not there to post pictures on your Instagram or your Snapchat or what have you. Like, just sit there, watch the game you paid buku bucks to see, okay? <laughs> just enjoy yourself. Don't, buku uh, bucks. Don't every inning, oh, let's take a picture. Uh, and then you're obstructing people's views. I mean, you, the people around you are like, I don't know if I should be able to talk. This guy's FaceTiming his mom. Like, you know, like I don't know. Just put you know what the, the phones worst away. Is? The worst is when someone in front of you is FaceTiming and you're, and like, yeah. you're in, in the, the background. background. What see, do you, I like, didn't uh, ask for this. Gotta be see, stiff as a board. FaceTiming at a sporting event, especially like a baseball game, it's kind of quiet. They can actually hear something. You ever see someone FaceTime someone at a concert and it's like, I'm like, yeah, you like that, Grandma? Yeah, you like, can't hear anything. Hang up the. F- just tell people that you're gonna be at a thing, and if you're not uh, supposed to be at that thing, eh, ignore it. Yeah, I calling and, and and FaceTiming. I'm with you on that. I think you should be able to take your phone and take pictures of stuff. 
See, okay. I take one picture of an at an event that I'm at. And I like, okay, here's my one picture. It's not it, it's not so much the people who take a picture, like one picture, right? And yeah. it could be between innings or during a timeout or like something like that in a stoppage. It's the people that are like, <laughs> like in the middle of the, I'm like, could you get out of the way? Bryce Harper's up the bat. Like get up. They're trying to get a video of his massive bomb that he's going to hit. Well, okay. See, that's the thing too is it used to be that cameras didn't come with your phone. Right, so like the device we all carry around all the time didn't have that feature. Uh-huh. So you, if you wanted to be that person, you had to bring an entirely different device. Yeah, you know, and then you'd get these pictures of like somebody throws up a half court shot, and you get flash, 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 flash. You know, yeah, and that was kind of cool. But like now, it's no, I could just pull out the old phone and just prrr, take a billion pictures or something. Yeah, I'm sick of phones, so. <laughs> So you're gonna so you're gonna return yours like I get it bring your phone to the sporting event obviously because like if you get lost or something happens you separated from the group whatever you you have a way around but like keep it in the pocket when you're at your seat. It's just you know courteous. I think you're on an island with this. Am I? I don't know. No, Sydney, what I, are hear, we I hear your point. I'm just laughing because I'm pretty sure you had your phone in your hand at the Phillies game. Oof. Yeah, but not to take pictures. Nobody behind me felt uncomfortable. I don't think that as many people feel uncomfortable as you're assuming. I don't want to be in a picture, right? Like, I don't want people around me taking pictures, obstructing my view, but that doesn't happen often. And the other thing is, you can pull out your phone to be doing research, right? If you're like, oh, how many <laughs> points per game does, you know, Joel and B need to get up to? Because then you're like an informed fan at that point. You know? Or a gambler. Or like, who the heck's this guy? Never heard of him. You look him up real quick. That is great. Fine. Do that. Because uh, then you can, you know, enlighten the people around you even. But the the whole standing up and get out of here, especially <laughs> gloating that you won. Well, that's a difference. Like act like uh, you won a game before Mets fan. Gee, give me a break. Don't Wish they would have thrown him on that the crap field. either. Oof. Oh, the and other story. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that the cherry on top with that entire thing is you had John from Bridesburg. Oh, Philly legend yelling at this guy heckling him. Wow. Flow Rida's biggest fan. Flow Rida's number one fan. <laughs> if you're unaware, just look, search, Google search John from Bridesburg, Flow Rida. Yeah. One of the best clips uh, from local news I've seen in a long time. And a master class in Philly accents. I mean, it's up there with the lady who got hit by a truck mid weather <laughs> report. Remember that? In yeah, West I Virginia. Yeah. yeah. She I was also from that. Philly. <laughs> do you think do you think John from Bridesburg is up on the wall at the Collegeville Italian Bakery. Probably not. <laughs> he should be. He should be local legend. He deserves it now. Uh, the other story Sydney just told us about Tom Brady. Obviously, he's playing again this year for the Bucks. I you just told me that it was about that oh. he was going about to join the Dolphins. Yeah, he was. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of that going around. But the story that I wanted to focus on was this five hundred and eighteen thousand dollar last touchdown ball that mm. he threw in the divisional game against the Rams that was auctioned off. Okay. Now that is being null and void. They said, okay, it's obviously not worth it anymore because he's coming back to play. So it's not going to be his last one. It, what's your return policy on <laughs> a things of this you know, memorabilia of this? Well, nature? I things that are that expensive usually have an insurance policy on them. It's like an expensive. Um, the only, the only one I can think of is, 
there's these like violins and stuff that are made are from like the 1700s and the insurance policy on them is so expensive you can't actually buy the product but they still they get auctioned off to rent for okay. 30 years at a time a normal like career mm-hmm. you can rent this for the rest of your career mm. with a 10 million dollar insurance policy if you ever break it right um so i'm assuming that something very similar happens with something that expensive that there is an insurance policy and i guess they activated they it. void it or something if yeah he yeah, comes i back. wonder or i wonder even if in the insurance policy it said like last ball asterisk c section yeah. subsection 99 you scroll down subsection 99 says if tom brady comes back uh you get your money back yeah uh sydney were are you on my side on this you could probably guess by the tone i'm taking <laughs> what my side's going to be but well i said before i think when this came up originally when tom brady unannounced or uh, reannounced his return um that i felt like that guy got ripped off it i won't jump the gun on your point here but i will say he bet like he auction won an auction on something that it wasn't like he bought that as tom brady's last touchdown ball so i mean if you're throwing around 500 like if you have $500,000 $518,000 to just toss around willy-nilly on a piece of sports memorabilia. When that sports memorabilia becomes worthless, I have absolutely no sympathy for you. Why? Okay. Because as soon as it leaves Tom Brady's hands, no offense, it's not worth it for me. <laughs> like, this is a person who Hold obviously... On. What? What? So nothing Tom Brady ever touches is worth anything. Not when Joe Schmo in his basement has it. You know what I mean? Like it's still worth something. the The whole auction process inflates prices. Yes. Okay. So like maybe this ball was you know starting bid a hundred thousand dollars. Like yeah. okay, hundred thousand dollars. It's probably worth it. Then it kind of get. Then it just becomes like I really want this ball. Okay. Now you have it. He's coming back. It's worthless now. I don't think he should be able to be like, well, I, I bought it under the pretense. The blah, blah. Yeah, you you did. You you thought to yourself in that moment, this ball is worth $518,000 to me. Yep. And now that it's not worth, like, we don't refund DraftKings bets once we get cold feet about them. Yeah, but here's the thing. Uh, would you Would you feel as bad as for someone who paid full price for a counterfeit item? Because that, <laughs> no, ball, because, that ball no, is because, almost counterfeit. No, well, because it's not it was counterfeit. Always... It's just that it wasn't what it was marketed as originally. Right. It's not counterfeit. It's still a Tom like, Brady touchdown pass ball, but it wasn't his yeah, last one, right. which is where the value it's was. It's an incorrect description of the product. So I, but, I think but, you should be able to return it. But no, but the events are afterwards. The what are afterwards? The, the events. Like there had to be events that happened to make the ball worthless. The ball wasn't worthless when he got it. Right, it wasn't. I do feel it was like, worth $500,000. I feel like mm. there's risk anytime you're taking on that's, anything like that. That's I, no, I see your saying. point. I see and your point. If you're in a position where you can risk $518,000, when push comes to shove and that guy starts playing again, you shouldn't have to be like, oh, but it's not well, and where's my money? You, you spend it on a football, buddy. Yes, spend it on a football. I, I, you know. It's like, you know, I don't know. If a painter paints, yeah, and then he fakes his own death, and then the paint, obviously... When a painter dies, the value skyrockets. If that painter then is like, oh, I'm not dead, 
that person's like out of money. Like, or, or, or it gets more valuable because then it's the painting that he faked his own death with. So maybe that ball should be worth more. No. No. What if Tom Brady doesn't throw a single touchdown pass this whole season? There you go. And it was still his last touchdown pass. Only time will tell. He only hands the ball off on the goal line. Yeah. He never plays another game. Something (laughs) catastrophic happens between now and season Yeah, like first game of the season. First game of the season, tears his ACL. He's gone. Forever. And he's like, yep, I'm done. Right. I do kind of feel like maybe wait. Maybe wait a second. That's what I'm saying. Don't void that deal just yet. (laughs) Don't void that deal. (laughs) Don't void that deal because that guy's got money, obviously. I mean, if you're spending $518,000 on a football, you got money. Did they disclose who the buyer was? I'd be kind of curious to see who bought it. I thought that, I don't know. Put it on the poll. If you spend $518,000 on a football, do you have money? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> I think if you spend, hold on. I think you spend $518,000 on anything, you have money. Not this guy. All he's got is a football. Yeah. He still has Tom Brady's last touchdown pass ball. As far as we know, he has not returned it. No, I'm saying that is still true to date and will continue to be right. true until, until another one yeah, happens. So right. it probably is premature to yeah. cash out now. You should quick put it back into auction, make the money back and then split and then just yeah, it's cut bad. your losses, man. It'll be I don't know what that ball trust will be worth me. now, but trust me, um, cut your losses. One more fan story that I just it, it, going back to the fans because obviously I'm a fan, so I want to see how other fans are reacting. But this one kind of relates a little bit to the Mets fan that we just talked about. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the Mets relates to the Mets. That's it. Fan that we were talking about, right? Uh, this Miles Bridges of the Charlotte Hornets was playing in the uh, you know play in tournament as as the NBA players do, and they were getting absolutely shellacked. By the Hawks, like such a good word, wiped off the floor. Uh, And in the fourth quarter, he had two technical fouls called on him pretty quickly in succession. Uh, And those two technical fouls resulted in an ejection from the game. So Mm. he's frustrated. His team's losing by a lot. You know, uh, he gets thrown out of the game. So he's frustrated. So as he's leaving the court, there was a Hawks fan that was really giving him some, you know, taunting him. Uh, And he was leaning over the tunnel barrier barricade thing. And like he was still in the stands, but like kind of just leaning over and like really giving him the business. And Miles Bridges really throws the only thing he had at his disposal (laughs) at the moment, which was his chewed up mouth guard. And he whips it at this guy. And the guy was leaning over. So it goes by the guy who was targeted for and hits a 16-year-old teenage girl a couple rows back. Now, how much is that mouth guard worth? That, let's That's talk his about last it. mouth guard he's ever thrown. <laughs> <laughs> well, n- the league fined him $50,000. Um, but, like, I don't know what would be what would have been better. Like, obviously, you're not going to rip the guy out of the stands. But, like, there's really nothing else to throw at the guy other than, like, a jersey. But then that's memorabilia, so... Yeah. I don't know. I think he chose the right option. Honestly, but like is (laughs) the girl who gets hit with this mouth guard. She's just collateral damage and all of this. That sucks. Innocent bystander uh, that gets pelted with a saliva soaked projectile. Mm. I I don't think there are things much worse. like maybe a sock 
Like I'm Sticky trying to think sock. of worse things. Undies that a NBA player could throw at a fan. Undies. Undies. <laughs> but like a mouth, mouth guard's, guard's really gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. Because he got the saliva and it's like wet. It's been chewed on for yeah. 45 minutes. God. So anyway, $50,000. Too much? Too little? I think it's about right. It matches the t- biggest uh, biggest fine this year. Real- oh, this year? Yeah. Do you think if it had hit the guy it was intended to hit, it would have been 50000 still? Or do you think they jacked it up since it... <laughs> Since it hit a teenager. <laughs> Since it hit an <laughs> underage girl. Like, oh yeah. my God. Uh, I don't know. I I probably, I think hmm, the fine was for, you know, interacting like with fans. Right. Yeah, okay. engaging with fans uh, in an unsatisfactory matter, uh, manner, excuse me. And after the game, then he was like, hey, I'm really sorry. Uh, somebody just showed me that it hit a girl and I totally didn't mean it that way. And like, he was apologetic and that's fine. Um, but like, ugh. it's gross, but he was in the heat of the moment and he was pissed. So Evan, yes, let me put this in perspective. Ben Simmons. Okay. Yes. Easter conference finals. Yep. We are yep. in the Wells Fargo yep. center. I'm, I'm imagining myself. Ben there. Simmons has fouled out of the game and is awesome. walking is to great. the tunnel. <laughs> you useless are, anyway. So you are oh giving him the business. Yep. Okay. He throws his mouth guard at you. I'm catching it and I'm keeping it. No. I'm selling it over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, would you get hit in the face with that mouth guard for $50,000? Absolutely. Dude, <laughs> sold. You could throw like 10 of them at me. I don't care. The thing is, I don't know what the NBA's deal is going to be with this like girl and her family or whatever, but like they're not getting any of the $50,000 oh, fine. No, that's like one of those things. You just assume that when you go to a game like that, you don't you don't get any protection from them for that. That's just if you're there, yeah. you're there. If, it if you happens, get hit it with happens. a foul ball, like you get to go to the hospital and yeah. you're paying for it. So <laughs> yeah, don't take the ambulance. Yeah. Uh, did this? you know that the largest fine given to an NBA player was five hundred thousand dollars? What was it for? Uh, Vladimir Rad Radmanovic Radmanovic. I've never even heard of this person. I don't know. He violated his contract by going snowboarding and breaking his shoulder. Oh, and in his contract, he had to not participate in any activities that would jeopardize his health. Okay, so, that's kind of so five. When was thousand dollars? Uh, I don't know. Don't tell me it was like 1873 or whatever <laughs> back no. when they were playing with a peach uh. basket because <laughs> this year's this year's fine. It matched fifty thousand dollars matches the Markeith Morris Nikola Jokic brawl that happened in Miami 2007. Wow, he was really? on the Lakers. I've literally never heard of this person. Mm. Vladimir Vlechnikov? What's his name? <laughs> Red Radmanovic. Radmanovic. Never heard of him. Serbian professional basketball player. Put that on the poll. Have you heard of <laughs> Vladimir Rabdamovic? What's his name? <laughs> Radmanovic. Radmanovic. Well, it's definitely itch, but I'm not sure about the rest of it. I think he's known for his fine. And that's it. Well, he's a first round pick. Oh my God. He played everywhere. What the hell? What the heck? Yeah, he played with the here? Supersonics, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Bobcats, the Golden State Warriors, the Hawks and the Bulls. He's a Serbian league champion from 2001 to 2013. A journeyman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after the break, that'll do it for this segment, I guess. Uh, after the break, we'll talk Wheel of Whimsy and then we'll talk about, uh, you know, how we would coach in a certain situation. Hey, sports fans. Are you sick of getting dogged by other sports books? Need something different and exciting to bet on? 
Well, introducing MyVetBet, the only sports book that doesn't monkey with your money. With thousands of prop bets across all your favorite sports, from horse racing to dog shows, fishing and more, you'll never run out of things to bet on. And with our new Ask a Vet feature, you can ask the advice of a real licensed veterinarian and what their thoughts are on the competitors. So you can have the confidence that you're making a great bet every time. My Vet Bet, where there is always a bonus for betting the underdog. We're offering $100 in free bets with promo code NEUTER. Our betting is no bull. So join us at My Vet Bet and leave those other sports books to the wolves. Welcome back to the Retro Waterboys podcast. We will start this segment as we normally end the show, and that is with the Wheel of Whimsy. Evan, free parking at an all-time high. We got five donations yes. in the free parking slot. Uh, what tickles your fancy today? Uh, last week, I picked local schools in St. Jude's. So let's go with national parks. And can you turn it around? Evan, no, please? you have to guess without looking. Uh, I want to do national parks and uh, Special Olympics. I haven't heard the Special Olympics in a little bit. Spin it. It's been. <gasps> Did you hit it? Special Olympics. Bump, bump, bump. Bump, 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 bump. Is that the John Cena ba, ba, sound? Ba, 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 ba. The price is right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's ba, 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 ba. That's like the same thing. No, it's not. Put it on the poll. Was it the same thing? <laughs> yeah. Is okay. John Cena's horns and the price is right soundtrack the same? I've never connected those two actually, Evan. So thank you for enlightening us on that. Um, so there, that's double donation for Special Olympics. Nice job there, Evan. Nice. Um, needed a win. Yeah. Needed a win. <laughs> Happy Easter. Special Olympics. So if you celebrate, obviously baseball <laughs> starting this week and it's kind of a sore subject for us around here. <coughs> Excuse me, because the <laughs> Phillies. What? What are we laughing about here? <coughs> I, I am. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> so it's a sore subject for people around here because the Phillies were marketed as this team that is just going to be hitting bombs and putting up runs and then it's not even going to matter who we're playing. We're just going to be hitting, hitting, hitting. Uh, and we've struggled this year. We're three and five so far. We've lost two straight to the Marlins. Uh, <laughs> two away. Yeah, this just sucks. Crazy, but I'm not. I don't want to talk about the Phillies right now. Uh, I want to talk about another baseball team who is going to win the World Series for the foreseeable future, and that's the Los Angeles Dodgers. Hmm. Um, they were in the news, I guess, as they normally are because they're an LA team. But uh, Clayton Kershaw, their old. He's still throwing. That's just crazy. Uh, but he was pitching against the Twins, and he had a perfect game into the seventh inning. Mm. And he finishes the seventh inning. And he's at 80 pitches. And for those of you who aren't like, oh, what's – I don't even know how pitch counts work. What's normal amount of pitches? If you're at like 100 to 120, that's the end. Like, that's <laughs> going the end to of bed your game. soon. So he still had 20 pitches to work with, which is like – a little more than an average inning, I'd say, uh, worth of pitches to throw. And he had a perfect game, which means he had not allowed a hit. He had not allowed 
uh, a walk. He had not hit anybody. Uh, and, you know, nobody had an error. So not a single person had reached base all day against Clayton Kershaw. And the manager, Dave Roberts, pulled him after seven innings. Yeah, that's stupid. I understand that it was Clayton's, you know, one of Clayton's first starts of the year. I understand that he averages in his first start about 85 pitches. I get all of that. Where are these unwritten rules of baseball people <laughs> to come for Dave Roberts? Like, where are they? There have been 23 perfect games in the history of the MLB using what we call a perfect game now. You're, why would you pull him? Clayton Kershaw is... Uh, That's much, probably his last perfect game. Much to my dismay, I don't like Clayton Kershaw. I never have. Um, I thought he was a choker in the playoffs until he got winners that could actually come help him. Um, Clayton Kershaw is one of the greatest left-handed pitchers in baseball history. Uh, and there's nothing left for him to accomplish. He's won the World Series now. He's you know gotten the Cy Youngs. He's won all these awards. The one thing he didn't have was a perfect game. And in this start, Dave Roberts took him out. Mm. And everyone's like, yeah, it makes sense. To who? <laughs> to even, the analytics nerds. Even Clayton Kershaw was like, yeah, I understand it. Like, obviously, you want to do it for your individual, but it's a team game, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, the professional answer that you're supposed to Whatever. give when your coach absolutely screws you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're like, all right, yeah, team game, I guess. We're playing to win. But, like, it's the Dodgers, okay? They could sacrifice one game to the Twins in April. Okay. Yeah. And they'll be fine. But yet, oh. And the next guy who came into pitch gave up a hit. <laughs> so it couldn't even be a combined perfect game, which has never happened in baseball history. Mm. So, yeah, because usually they don't get pulled. I was just like surprised to see like uh, all these unwritten rules like, oh, they're already up by so many. Why are you swinging at 3 0 pitch? Like the littlest thing. <laughs> this guy had a perfect game. He gets pulled from the game, and everyone's like, yeah, it makes sense. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? And like, oh, I don't care. If it's early in the season. Uh, if people now, wonder why baseball's dying. If like, he hurts himself, like the most marketable thing a pitcher could ever do, and you pulled him. And everyone's like, yeah, it makes sense. Did he get booed, or does not Los Angeles not blue boo their own team? Blue, blue. So they don't blue their own team. They are blue. It was in Minnesota. Oh, gotcha. So they were cheering. No, I, I think they're like, yeah, easy win now. I'll say this. <laughs> you don't want to have a perfect game thrown against you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. However, it's kind of cool is, to be it's there. History. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm sure the fans were a little bit like, we definitely want to hit here. Uh, but also, if, if he we does don't, it, we see history. <laughs> and right. Dave Roberts said, you're not seeing either tonight. Here I come to pull him. And I don't can't know. wait to ruin your night. I just felt like I was on an island to think that. No, it's no, that's outrageous. Maybe he thought, if he gives up a hit in the eighth inning, then pull him. Great, fine. Or if he, you know, walks a guy, yeah, whatever. Did he forget that he wasn't playing a seven inning doubleheader? Well, I think <laughs> another part is like it was in Minnesota. It was like 30, 40 degrees, something like that. So it's colder. Do they play inside or outside? Outside. Oh, well. So, it, you know, that also had, I don't know. I know the arguments. I've heard them all this week because everyone's defending Dave Roberts. Well, Where's the people why? defending Clayton Kershaw? Like, Who cares about throw Dave friggin... Roberts? Whatever. Yeah, that's anyway. 218,000 games. 218,000 games and 23 of them ever have been perfect it, games. It could have been 24. I don't know. I just, I just think that's. It's a shame. 
It is. It is a shame. Absolutely. Um, waste. I. This. Do you, is, hold on. Oh. Do you think also like? Do you think there's something in in a Kershaw's contract that says if he gets a perfect game, they pay him like extra hundred grand? I don't think they do contract incentives that specific. No. Yeah, hey, you want to start another conspiracy theory? That's honestly a pretty good conspiracy theory. No, it's not. Check the contracts. I'm working on it. Put it on the poll. Does Clayton Kershaw have an incentive in his contract for perfect games? Yes or no? If I'm a pitcher, I'm being like, put that in there because I may do it. <laughs> and if I do, I'm going to make it extra, extra yeah, special. Three million dollars. Like, sure, I'll be one of 24 pitchers to ever do it. <laughs> yeah. But also, remember last year, this time we were, t- I think we had six perfect games by this time of the year last year. Remember? No hit, we had no hitters last oh, year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But that's when everyone was cheating. Yeah. Clayton Kershaw has been around forever. Okay. I know he's a good pitcher. He's not a cheater. We've retired the cheater alert sound. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're recording this Saturday, as I've said, mm. and obviously Sunday's Easter Monday, and then we'll be releasing on Tuesday. By that time, you'll know some of the results of the games, but just to give us an update on what's happened so far, Evan, could you tell us what we are looking at in terms of NBA playoffs? All right. So Utah beat Dallas. Was that last night? It's tonight. Today. It's today. Yeah. Today. They had the early game. 99 to 93. That's pretty, pretty close. Uh, then you had the Timberwolves winning against the Grizzlies. 130 to 117. Guys, sometimes I say things on the podcast. Sometimes. And they're so, so right. <laughs> and I, I try not to gloat. I know these things. Tries not to gloat on air. The Grizzlies are not gonna <laughs> win this year. Book it. I don't. You, literally, I'm telling you. So anyway, thank you for that. Yeah, and then uh, we have two fifteen left in the first for Toronto versus the Sixers, and the Sixers are up twenty six to twenty one. And then eight thirty tonight, we got Denver versus Golden State. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for. Uh, giving I really us that don't update. like the Denver Nuggets logo. That's all. No. Oh. I think the Phillies are going to shake this losing streak tonight. Oh, I Jesus hope Christ. so. We'll all be back right. at five hundred. The Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. Need a refill? Listen to past shows by subscribing to our podcast feed. Stay in the loop by following us on social media, on Twitter at Redshirt underscore Pod, on Instagram redshirt underscore waterboys or just email us at redshirtwaterboys at gmail.com.